Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I didn't know exactly how it will unfold this morning. So he sent me a little... But the moment I stepped in, I knew. Our year of covenant realities. This morning I'm drawn to an aspect of Apostle Paul's ministry and writings. And from there I will try to just explain certain things as God gives utterance by his spirit. Um, then we see what happens. Um, the first letter of Paul in the Bible. I'm, I'm not talking of references in the book of Acts. No, the book of Acts was not written by Paul. It was written by Dr. Luke. I'm sure you know that. So the first letter of Paul, Romans. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. I'll look at the first two verses and I'll go to the last verses. Paul, a born servant, Romans chapter 1. Paul, a born servant, verse 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, a born servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. I mean, that just explains everything about Paul. Glory be to God. And you want to understand that he was the one writing here. And this was the way he saw himself. Praise the Lord. Come on, church. Are you here with me? Uh, please give me attention because I believe, God, that this is not going to be a normal meeting. True. See? Now, you can argue all you want about who Paul was, but as far as Paul was concerned, this was who he was. Now, who Paul was may not be everything that God would want him to be, and possibly that's all that God, I mean, that was all that God wanted him to be. But at that point in time, as far as Paul was concerned, that was who he was. But you see, the interesting thing is that this never changed all his life and for eternity. And look at what he said. I'm a bond servant of Jesus. I see myself as a bond servant of Jesus. And he was writing to the church. He was writing to people that through him got converted. People, so to say, that say, I'm your leader. And was telling them that, look, I'm not just a servant. I'm a born servant. Simply put, I'm a slave. I'm not a slave of the world. I'm not a slave to habits. I'm not a slave of fear. I'm not a slave of the devil. I am a slave to Jesus. Although we understand very clearly that even from the letters of Paul, Paul will tell you that Jesus who elevated us to almost an equal status, in fact, to an equal status with him. Because being the only heir to the throne of God, he didn't, he didn't leave us where he met us. He took us to become joint heirs. Hello. And Paul knew that. Paul taught us that. And yet Paul would say, I'm a slave of Jesus. So he knew very well that he was a son in the kingdom, 
like Jesus. And he is a son like Jesus. But he said, look, this is the person writing to you, Paul, a bond servant of Jesus. Jesus Christ called to be an apostle. Separated to the gospel. So there are no missing words. I know who I am. I know who called me. I know what I'm called to be. I know what I'm called to do. Separated to the gospel of our God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed. That's right. So that's the much I want to take there. Turn with me to the last verses of Romans. You will appreciate the fact that the purpose of the book of Romans is clear. And if I would remind you quickly, um, explaining the practicality of salvation and the intricacies of salvation and how we're able to be saved by the blood of Jesus that he shed on Calvary. I'm making it clear to us that it's by the grace of God and it must be by our faith and will never be except through the death, shedding of his blood and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, all those details in practical terms, well annotated that if you take somebody that likes to be confused to look for somebody to confuse him. If you just read what is there, you'll get it straight. Praise the Lord. Okay. The last verses. That's some... Chapter 16, Romans 16, I'll read from verse 25. Romans chapter 16, verse 25. It says, now to him. Why will he say now? Let me read it. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel. Remember how it started? And the preaching of Jesus Christ. So my gospel is the preaching of Jesus Christ. According to the revelation of the mystery kept now, those are the details I dealt with in the book, revelations, I mean, of the mystery kept secret since the war began, but now made manifest by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the command or commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. And to God alone, wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Now to him who is able. And what is he able to do? He's able to establish you. Now, you see, he was, he was concluding now, and this is a benediction. He has taught everything, he has explained, he has, he has, he, he has confronted every argument and every possibility. He's trying to explain to them that, look, this is it. And now concluding, this is now to him who is able to establish you. So in other words, Paul was saying that, listen to me, he's more than able to establish you. Your life is settled in the name of Jesus. And you will see him bring out some details to remind you of what we have dealt with. Uh, establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. According to the revelation of the mystery, aha, uh-huh, which has been kept back today, is no more mystery to you and I, it's a revealed secret. And that's why we can be established. Tell your neighbor, say, ah, it is clear. You are established, you will be established. Glory be to God in the highest. You know, say to that God alone, 
the only wise God, the glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now, this is benediction. Let me ask you a question. So what is a benediction? Thank you. Pastor Tosin says, closing. Agree? Uh-huh. And the other person, help me, help me quickly. I'm going somewhere. Conclusion. Thank you. Yes. You're right. You're very right. It's a blessing. Yes. Blessing. Blessing. After all said and done, final. This is the seal. This is the summary. And what is the seal? What is the summary? What's the conclusion? What's you are blessed. So the reason for all my troubles and all our troubles is for you to see that you are blessed. Conclusion. So let me go by that and let me bring it in the way I want to bring it. So every benediction is an invocation. Benediction. Because for most people, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are sharing grace. Please give me a bag. Yeah. yeah, and for some people, I don't have to be in church. I share, is, is it benediction? <laughs> I'll tell you your own fault. But let me say to you this one. So benediction, sir. It's concluding everything in the spirit of Christ, uh-huh. who is the body of all. Uh-huh. Concluding everything in the spirit of Christ, who is the body of all, and relative to us, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. So I've. From this to this to this to this, look at this. Some say this, some say this. This is what used to be. This is that one actually is still saying the same thing. Look at it. By the time you get to say, Are you here with me? He says, Yes. Said, No, finally, can't you see that all was done just for you? Can't you see that he has elevated you from somewhere to somewhere? So now, in conclusion, he died, he resurrected, he ascended. He did, and his death and resurrection did not leave you where he met you. You are no more the same. Now that you have come to understand that and you have believed and you received him, he has elevated you. You are seated with him. Conclusion. You are seated with him in the heavenly places. So, conclusion. Conclusion. You are head, you are not here. Now it makes me think. You are above all, he never believed. Given that it was stated in the Old Testament, but the explanation is in the New Testament. You get what I'm saying? Because there is a position that you occupy as a Christian. You are not at the base. I just use that to say that. So I want to just deal with one benediction today. And that's why, oof, I feel the fire. Any gift of God you receive and you appreciate and you, I mean, and you deploy, it gets better. It gets multiplied. It gets beyond what you can consume alone. I say somebody is about. As a matter of fact, you came here to be initiated into receiving by the spirit of God in the name of Jesus this is your year you will receive from God you will receive from man (laughs) the Bible says when the ways 
of a man are pleasing to God, even his enemies. Even his enemies. I feel the fire. My consideration is in the book of Hebrews chapter 13. That's my meditation for this morning. Hebrews chapter 13. What I just did is just to introduce you to where I'm going. A lot of argument about the writer of the book of Hebrews, but I don't have an argument about it. I've since concluded for me that it was poor. But because it's not, worth, it's not clearly stated, uh, people don't take it to just be so. And I understand their argument too. Yes, look at it here. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20. Hebrews 13 from verse 20. If you're there, say amen. I'll read two verses, 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you. Complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Benediction. Concluding the book of, concluding the book of Hebrews. Now, if we go by all what we've heard, it is a conclusion. Hi. He made, he made it very interesting. I can't see how this thing is said. But I, but I pick conclusion of the whole matter of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, which of course concludes for your blessing. You see, the whole of the book, let me tell you what the book of Hebrews is all about. Written to, to who? Thank you to the church, to believers. Believers of Hebrew origin to believing Jews, those who were conversant with the law, those who had no problem with covenant. They understood covenant. They lived by covenant. So they have been living all their lives by covenant. So when you say covenant of God, they knew what you were saying. Now they are Christians. So it's like some Muslim here, some former Muslims here, and you discover that that is helping them too because they have, they have that understanding and they could see how Christianity is it. You don't have all that knowledge because they read and they understood the culture and the tradition and the education and they saw through it all and realized that Jesus is the answer. Yeah? <laughs> it's the same way. So you cannot, you can't talk them away. You can't confuse them by anything. They have clear understanding. So they were Christians. Left what used to be for the superior. And their understanding was that he's coming again, which is true. But that again was to be more immediate than what they discovered. 
And with the persecution going on, as it were, was like, when will he come? And so that they don't begin to think that, have we made a mistake? The writer of Hebrews sat down and penned every detail to them. And that's why you discover that if there's one word that is most common in the book of Hebrew, better. 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 Let me, let me welcome you to 2018 in the name of Jesus. Where it shall be bigger, brighter, and better for you. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> the devil doesn't like that. Don't let the devil tell you lies about the past. That your best moments have passed. Up front, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be brighter. It's going to be better. In the name of Jesus. That's the covenant we have with him. That's why the Bible said the path of the righteous has a shining light. It shines dimmer. Come on. It shines how? Brighter. What about Shankataba? I don't care the, the, the lie the devil told you coming here today. That's why he told you the lie. So that it will be removed forever. In this service. In the name of Jesus. Let me say quickly to somebody. I don't know who you are. You'll see your children's children. In the name of Jesus. I know at one time or the other, the devil told people lies. It's a lie. The devil tells lies. Jesus and Jesus. Amen. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Why will you go through all this one? Say what you want to say, Paul. Concluding the matter. Argument settled throughout the book. <laughs> if you have read the book, now, let me, I, will say, I, say, I will say this to those who normally will just, are they sharing grace? <clears throat> Lord Jesus Christ, peace of God, amen. <laughs> See, you know why it doesn't work that way? What do you know has been preached? For those who are there, it's a conclusion. Everything that we have said, so in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So what do you know that has been preached? So that's just tradition, which is of no benefit. Benediction comes after all the teachings and the arguments. Then, like we're picking this now for the book of Hebrew. <laughs> that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, what will he do? Make you complete. Uh-huh. In every good work. To do his will. Working in you what is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. And amen. Praise the Lord. Look at this. It says, Now may the God of peace, church, the God of who? Come on, help me, help me, help me. Help me, help me, help me. This year, in the name of Jesus. If you don't observe anything about your life, you'll you notice the peace of God. Okay, no, let me go to some other area. I say, if you don't see anything at all, if you don't see anything, you will see the peace of God. I say, in the name of Jesus, you see the peace of God. 
I prophesy peace <laughs> in the name of Jesus. I say peace. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So, the God of what? The God of what? The God of what? Why will he introduce him as the God of peace? He was talking about covenant throughout the book of Hebrews. So the covenant-keeping God. The covenant-keeping God is the God of peace. The best way our God is introduced is peace. You know, that got me thinking. Because if God will deal with you and I, it's through the covenant. See, Abraham, please, you're going to leave your parents' home. You're going to leave everything to a land that I will show you. Abraham, I want us in a deal together. I want you on a journey with me. And then he started promising him everything. When it was becoming difficult for Abraham to really get it. Say, Abraham, I will cut a covenant with you. Abraham, when I say it, I will do it. And when I speak, please don't compare me with what man is saying. When I speak, don't compare my word with your situation. I am the author of life. So for you to take me at my word, covenant, I feel the fire now. True, I feel the fire. And that was the beginning of a journey for Abraham that would be eternal. I hope you understand, you understand, you understand that he had lived, I mean, he had been living for quite a while. He was married and he was even gone past the age of childbearing. So he wasn't a baby. And God now came and God was saying, no, things are not going to go the natural way with you anymore. Isn't that the same thing with the Christian? The day you give your life to Jesus, then don't expect that your life will be one-on-one with the natural system. No, there will be times that the supernatural will take over. That's that's what it means. That's why it says all things are past, all things have become new. So please stop equating yourself permanently to the natural trend of things. No. No. Leave room for the supernatural. And so I said, in the covenant, I said, I will make my covenant with you. Praise the Lord. Amen. But what I'm saying is that the God of covenant introduces himself, what? By peace. Paul knew what he's saying. He said, may the God of peace, after explaining the covenant, the new 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 covenant, the, covenant, the first he said, the God of peace. I say peace. Yeah. This peace thing is interesting, isn't it? And what you will observe by the grace of God is this. What we say is the conclusion of all the matter in his benediction. He will crystallize it in a way that will now say it's your blessing. But see, in his teachings, he says something to them. He said, my peace I give to you. Even before then, the prophecies concerning him referred to him as the prince of peace. Even if we let that slip through, when he was teaching, he said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. I give it unto you. Praise the Lord. When he will send out the, nine, the, the, the 12 and the 70, he said, any house you get to, 
Please don't start by, hello guy, how are you? How are you doing? Mm-mm. So what am I saying? He was establishing them in the knowledge of who they will become and what they will carry. In his teaching, someone of the mountain said, blessed are who? The peace for the Shabbat? God what? Come on, talk to me. Sons of God or children of God. How come it's when you come to peace, you say you are sons? That's the God we have, the God of peace. You won't be able to accomplish anything in that household except as you open the door with peace. When you open the door with peace, you see, that's me. I take over. And how? I say pronounce it. Decree it. Enforce it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. You understand or you discover that the God of peace is not an expression you find from any other writer in the Bible. We find it here, and the only other person that you find it with will be Paul. No other person. He knew him as the God of peace. But who was Paul? Violent man. But when we know God through his son Jesus, he knew him as the God of peace. <laughs> I command peace in your lives. In the name of Jesus, I command peace in your marriages. I command peace in your homes. I command peace in your ministry. In the name of Jesus, peace, 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 peace. You know that even if you are the champion in a contest, and if you allow anything to affect you, that you lose your peace, you're going to lose. And your coach and other experts will say, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, he's losing concentration. Why? You let go of the peace of God. You let go of your peace at the moment. Is what I practice. Why did I say practice? Because it's, I mean, because you just have to enforce it all the time. By the time you are living today, you would have been saturated with the peace of God. Hey, hey, hey. Remember? The storm was so violent, he would talk with the boat. They would go to get that we perish. He rebuked the wind. He looked at the troubles, he said, Peace. So, purpose will be accomplished. You will accomplish your purpose. I say, In the name of Jesus, you will accomplish your purpose. Uh, <laughs> the devil is not happy with me, and I'm happy that he's not happy with me. You see, when your peace is established, then the devil's peace is lost. He is never, he's never a peaceful person. He will never have peace. So you find it only in the letters of Paul. First, Romans 15, 33. You don't need to turn to it. It says, now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. I'll come to that. First Thessalonians 5.23 And the very God, the very God of peace sanctify you holy. So that the peace of God will take over your physical, your emotional and your spiritual life. Everything about you will be peace. Peace. So look at someone say as far as 2018 is concerned. 
I prophesy over your life. Prophesy to them now. You are looking straight. Tap him, tap him. Peace! In the name of Jesus. <laughs> peace! When you have peace, you have good health. When you have peace, you, are, you can make money. When you have peace, you will appreciate your husband. You will look more handsome. Your wife will be the very bad, the model that you married. When you have peace. When you don't have peace, Miss Ward will look ugly to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's the truth. <laughs> when you are troubled, even yourself will look ugly to yourself. <laughs> and, the, and the very peace of God sanctify, separate you, isolate you. How? Isolate you by peace. Cut you off the troubles. Your spirit being in your soul, even in your body. I feel peace. But you see, the interesting about this peace is this. You don't see peace except it is earned. What do you mean? We get peace by power. Anywhere you see peace, somebody conquered to achieve it. Whether we are talking spiritually, emotionally, or physically, any territory that is peaceful, there is a force that has conquered and established it. <laughs> peace! In the name of Jesus. Anywhere you see peace, <laughs> it doesn't just happen. No. Anywhere you see peace, that's why United Nations method doesn't work. And they know. They say, no, we want peace in that place. And yet, some people think they have power. They will come against it and begin to unravel. But when someone says, I will match force for force, then people stop. And when they come the first time, then that's when you see peace. Receive in the name of Jesus, peace. <laughs> if any man be in Christ, peace. Eternal past, eternal future. Hear this scripture. Yeah. Romans 16.20, I want you to see that. Let's read it together here. 16.20. Romans 16.20. Then you'll come back with this in Amplified for me. But Romans 16.20. Shall we read it together? Come on. And the what? Come on, help me, church. And the God of what? What does he do? Whoa, the God of peace crushes. Hey, hey. No wonder there is peace. He will crush. So when he was sending them out and was saying, I send you out as sheep among wolves. I said, your first ministration will be peace. You know what I was saying? Crush. So peace is not docile. It's a force. It destroys. The territory you have not conquered, you can never have peace. And that follows my next statement. If you who have been put in charge of a territory allows 
the enemy to fight sway, then don't complain. Until you rise up and crush, you will never have peace. And I hope you understand that crush is not slapping in the physical. It's a spiritual matter. When you crush, it will manifest in every realm. The God of peace do crush. Crush. Will bruise and crush the devil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under whose feet? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, I hope you understand we are talking covenant here. It's a year of covenant realities. Yeah. <laughs> Hebrews 13 20. Now may the God of peace, come on, everybody, he said again, may the God of peace. See, amplified. Who is the author of peace? Ayah. How did Jesus, how did he, how did he win the peace for us? Violence. He was bruised, he was cried. Hey, the devil began to jubilate by the time he entered the regions of the down. He said, devil, what you don't understand is that I'm coming to the root. He dealt with him from there and came back to the physical. He went down and when he returned, whether in the spiritual, in the spiritual, in the physical realm, the devil was finished. He paraded him and made a public show of him. So the devil knows when we say, the blood of Jesus! He knows. Peace. 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 I talk to people. I say, you are a smart person. You are an intelligent person. You are brilliant. You are working well. And that's why God is promoting you. But you think you will get promoted and you'll be standing there alone. The devil will throw all kinds of things at you. It will, some will hurt you. Some will pain you. Please don't let it affect your mind. I'm not saying deny the fact that you have been attacked. No. I'm not saying deny the fact that they are attacking you. I'm not saying deny the fact that you are being betrayed. I'm not saying deny the fact that they are against you. And you say, ah, even this, ah! Just know that that's their level. And if not them, the devil will use somebody else. Don't let it reach your heart. If it gets to your heart, you lose your focus. Your peace is removed, then your progress is truncated. Peace, progress, prosperity, they go together. It does not matter the level, international level, national level, state level, city level, community level, family level, marital level, business level, acquaintanceship level, anywhere. The moment your life will get to you, you are the loser. So, see, we are still on the God of peace, who himself is the author and giver of peace. Now, he says, who brought again? How? He brought him again through the process of his peace. He brought him to initiate peace and to sustain peace. 
Who? That great shepherd. Oh, of the sheep. But let me just quickly talk about this power. You say, what power is that? Hey, uh, the power that raised Christ from the dead. You know, the amazing thing is this. That same power that raised him from the dead. I've raised him from the dead. And now you came to come to a conclusion and to believe him and to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Guess what happened? He deposited. So you carry that power. Now you can understand the prayer of Paul. That you grant to the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being that you may know. One of the things you may know is the exceeding greatness of the power. The over and above. Nothing can compare with the force. It was that power. He raised him out. The devils could not hold him. I prophesied to you. In 2018, no devil will hold you down. I know what I'm talking about. Even if they think they've gained some ground, I said, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, and in the name of Jesus, I overturn. See that power. See the exceeding greatness of the power. Of his power. Towards you who believe. What power? He said, the one he demonstrated when he raised him from the dead. That's what he was saying. He said, who brought again power Woo-hoo. from among the dead? Our Lord Jesus. And I said, that great shepherd, what are you alluding to? Now we've had the power, the process. What process? John chapter 10. It says, if you come through him, he goes ahead of you. He's the door, he's the shepherd. He goes ahead of you. You will find pastures going in and coming out. David understood says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall never want, never want. Malabo, <laughs> Sharuba. He said, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the steel peace. He restores. I decree restoration over your lives. In the name of Jesus, supernatural restoration. Restoration of the peace of God in your home, in your life, in your business, in your health, in your ministry, in your finances, in the name of Jesus. See, all these things, if you read the book of Hebrews, he took time to explain, arguing, arguing it out in, uh, in details. By the blood. Who brought again from among the dead? That great shepherd. By the blood. See what he says there. That sealed and ratified. I had to do something in the U.S. And I thought it was not worth me traveling. Traveling for what? Say, can't you find someone? I call my brother. They said, now you have to notarize something. What does it mean? You have to write to that, look, he can represent me. They know him, they, want to, they must know me too. So what will I do? I must go to the embassy, and when I talk there, they'll see my signature, and they'll carry their own stamp there. Bam! The blood of Jesus is the seal of the covenant. <laughs> hey! But look at it. Say, through the blood of the everlasting so what we are talking about 
he's in a covenant setting and it is sealed by the blood sealed by the blood 21 so all he's been saying is still descriptive so what will this God of peace do for you that's where the blessing comes that's, the, that's, that's, that's what we're saying. See, benediction summarized for an invocation of blessing. Now that you know, take. Uh-huh. What will you do? Strengthen. Come on. I say strengthen. <laughs> Look at Amplified. Complete. Perfect. One verse you said, equip you specially. And make you what you are. Be every area of your life where you are yet to become what He has made you to be. The areas of struggle in your life, you said, I'm addressing, and I address it to the root to the blood of the eternal covenant. I address it to the root, whether they are habits or whether they are, they are, they are curses, it doesn't matter. I said, whatever the devil is using to make you less than God and what God has ordained you to be, I curse in the name of Jesus. I destroy in the name of Jesus. He says, strengthen. So I I, I prophesy over your life. I said, receive strength in the name of Jesus. Through the everlasting covenant, May the Lord make you complete. Uh, you ought to, and, and, and make you what you ought to be and equip you with every good thing that you may carry out his will. Sit down, let me explain to you. Are you afraid that you will fail God? He says this covenant is such that you are equipped not to fail. Uh, only some few people get it. Somebody said, but I've always failed all my life. When I determine, that's when I fail. When I determine, that's when I fail. Say, but it's because of your ignorance. Now you know that the day you give your life, you are equipped not to fail. Uh-huh. Hello, is somebody hearing me? He said, it will strengthen you, make you complete. I mean, make you be, ought to be equipped and equip you rather with everything good so that you may carry out his will while he himself continues to work in you and accomplishing that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. Now listen to me. What he's saying is this. Stop being afraid. The blood of Jesus has settled it. You will do his will. The covenant is such that he has equipped you with strength and with the ability. It's an enablement. So when he was saying to him, I will make you a father of nations, he was saying, dead man, dead woman, that's what you see. But I'm in a covenant with you about this matter. This your dead body will produce. I don't care what is dead in your life. In 2018, you will produce. I say in the name of Jesus, you will produce. That's what we mean when we are talking covenant reality. You see his argument there? All said and done. The covenant is so that you will equip, you will strengthen, you will do his will. With every good thing you need, you get. You will do his will. You will desire his will. And, you, and it will be unto every good work. 
he will, he will work in you to accomplish on the outside that which is pleasing in his sight. Your life will glorify God in the name of Jesus. <laughs> uh-huh. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. But let me read this bit of it for you. The conclusion. Oh, glory be to God. Of what I'm saying. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Uh huh. He says, Yeah. But how is God going to do this? He will work in us that which is well pleasing in the sight, so that we will be able to accomplish every good work. Uh huh. The word, I said the word working is energizing. But I remember too, he says, The Lord that works in you both to will. But how do we read that and we forget all the time? If you look at Colossians 2, you find the same thing there. Colossians in chapter 3, I think. Or 1, rather. Ephesians chapter 3, you find the same thing there. In Ephesians chapter 3, you see that, you see that, that God will. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. Grant you to be strengthened in your inner man by the Spirit, yeah, that you may be able to, yeah, strengthen you, and that you may be able to comprehend with all things, and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Come on, hello, somebody hearing me? And I say, and now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever think or ask, even according to the power that works in us. So what does the covenant do? The covenant brings that ability and its totality into, a, into you. In spite of your seeming inadequacies, your loss of confidence, your loss of confidence in yourself. But you know that you are born again, but you have no confidence in yourself because you can't, you can't predict what you will do. You don't know how to hold. You don't know how to push. You don't know how to punch through. Somehow you are intimidated by the lies and the evidence of the devil. But in a covenant setting, you are working with the maker of the heaven and earth, the one with whom you have entered into a covenant, the one who has made your fight his fighter, the one who has made his victory your victory, the one who will stop at nothing until you win the battle. He says, I am the one that goes before you. Oh yes, because you are in a covenant. I am your enabler. I am your strength. Now you understand where it's coming from. I mean, they say, the Lord is my strength. The Lord Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my shield. The Lord is my glory. The Lord is the lifter of my head. All these are covenant terms. The Lord is my shepherd. They are covenant terms. Here they come from an understanding heart. So rising out of this place today in the name of Jesus, if you don't remember anything, remember I'm a covenant child of God. And what does that translate to? I am blessed. I'm an overcomer. Oh yeah. What does that translate to? I'm not mine. He is mine. I am his. His life is in me. Glory be to God in the highest. Yes, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, finally, 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 finally. In the name of Jesus, I say, finally. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. I, I, I can see God. Oh, wow. He says, I can see everything. Aha. Aha. I can see everything turning around. 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 Everything turning around.
Because if we have ever entered this period of complete turnaround, we are there. Amen. It was last Thursday, we were praying at the end of the showers, and I was talking to the pastor. I said, things will happen this year that people will look at you and some will come and touch you. Say, are you a human being? Yeah. And it should not be because of your own pride or your own no, 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 no. You will know that it's because you're in the covenant relationship. You will know that. You will know the power responsible. You will feel like David saying that, but the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And that's what they don't know. He makes me to lie down. So when people are agitated, you'll be at peace. You've heard that. It's the same book of Hebrews. Now they are remaining there for a Hebrews. How many would like to be at rest the rest of your life? If you're in Christ, you're at rest. But so that your reality now may match his reality of you. That's what we're talking about. Because what they say is that perception in some cases defines reality. Yeah. In some cases, it is value that defines reality. Many things. So the question usually is this What defines your reality? Because if your reality is different from the reality of realities, but what if your reality is this reality? That's miraculous, really. I sense here in the house, even as we go, like Abraham, your case has been concluded. In the natural, that no, 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 in the natural, that you can never be before the end of 2018. <laughs> I was there was something like a wave rising from there, but by the time I landed, it kind of simmer. I went into the side. Can you imagine? Let me say it again by the end of 2018, by the end of 2018. By the end of 2018, in the name of Jesus, you'll be the one celebrating with them who are becoming like you. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Wudukoya, Please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.